This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of August 10th, 2020. This week, MMWR published reports about the impact of COVID-19 on children, the impact of COVID-19 in nursing homes, and the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the mental health of Americans. Most reported cases of COVID-19 in children appear to be asymptomatic or mild. Less is known about severe COVID-19 illness in children. On Friday, August 7th, MMWR published two reports. The first report looked at hospitalization rates among children. The report found that while cumulative COVID-19 hospitalization rates are lower among children than among adults, weekly hospitalization rates among children increased steadily from March through late July. Similar to adults, one in three hospitalized children were admitted to an ICU. Like adults, a high proportion of hospitalized children had underlying medical conditions. Also like adults, Hispanic or Latino children and non-Hispanic black children had higher rates of hospitalization than non-Hispanic white children. Additionally, children in the youngest age group, those under two, had higher hospitalization rates than children in older age groups. The second report describes multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, which is known as MISC. MISC is a rare but severe condition associated with COVID-19 in children and adolescents. During March through July 2020, there were 570 reported cases of MISC and 10 reported associated deaths in the United States. All children were hospitalized the median duration of hospitalization was six days. The most common symptoms reported among children with MISC were abdominal pain, vomiting, skin rash, diarrhea, low blood pressure, and eye redness. Parents should seek emergency care right away if their child or teenager shows any warning signs of MISC, such as severe abdominal pain, trouble breathing, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, inability to wake or stay awake, bluish lips or face, or new confusion. These two studies found that children can have severe illness requiring hospitalization and intensive care from COVID-19. These findings underscore the essential need to reinforce prevention efforts in congregate settings that serve children, including childcare centers and schools. Undetected COVID-19 contributes to transmission in nursing homes, settings where large outbreaks with high resident mortality have occurred. Two reports published on August 11th focus on COVID-19 spread in nursing homes. The first report focused on a COVID-19 outbreak in a Maryland nursing home with an on-site dialysis facility. This report found that the percent of cases was higher among residents receiving dialysis compared to those who were not receiving it. Nursing home residents undergoing dialysis may be at increased risk of infection due to potential repeated and lengthy exposures to dialysis center staff and community dialysis patients. Dialysis centers need to carefully implement infection control practices. 
In addition, communication between nursing homes and dialysis centers, as well as coordinated testing, is critical to protect this population from COVID-19. In the second report, investigators focused on facility-wide testing in nearly 300 nursing homes to help identify cases of COVID-19 among residents and staff. Among two jurisdictions, nursing home facilities without a prior case of COVID-19 screened all residents and healthcare personnel. Less than 1% of people tested in these facilities had a positive test, and 23% of facilities found at least one case. In jurisdictions where nursing home facilities screen residents and healthcare personnel after an initial case of COVID-19 had been found, 12% of people who were tested had positive tests, and 79% of nursing homes identified new cases through facility-wide testing. These findings highlight that performing facility-wide testing soon after identifying a first case in a nursing home identifies additional unrecognized cases and might be used to help control the spread of COVID-19 in nursing homes. The COVID-19 pandemic is the most serious public health crisis our nation has faced in more than a century, affecting how we work, learn, and play. As we've seen during other health emergencies, symptoms of anxiety disorder, depressive disorder, substance use, and suicidal ideation increase. A report published on August 14th found that these symptoms increased considerably in the United States during April to June of 2020, compared with the same period in 2019. Young adults, Hispanics and Blacks, essential workers, unpaid adult caregivers, and people receiving treatment for pre-existing psychiatric conditions were disproportionately affected. To address psychological distress and unhealthy coping as a result of the pandemic, community-level interventions include strengthening economic supports to reduce financial strain, addressing stress from experienced racial discrimination, promoting social connectedness and supporting persons at risk for suicide. Communication strategies should focus on promotion of health services and culturally and linguistically tailored prevention messaging regarding practices to improve emotional well-being. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast at cdc.gov slash MMWR podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.